and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline. My name's Kaylee, and I'm joined by my co-host, Oshin. Hello. How was your week, Oshin? Anything paranormal? Uh, nothing paranormal this week. Uh, I've been home alone, and that's going better than expected. What were you expecting? Like <laughs> a Catastrophic situation failure. Uh, well, I went to see the movie Nope recently. Okay. Um, so I want to stay away from UAP stories for a while. Yep. You know, I was reading loads of alien stuff, and now I'm completely turned off it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it scared the bejesus out of me. Is that a recommendation? Oh, it's very good. It's very good. Um, it's scared the life out of me. And I don't know if I, I posted it in the Discord, but when I came out of the cinema after watching it, there was a meteor shower. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's that time so, of the year. Yeah, I just I walked outside the cinema, and there was just streaks of light going across the <laughs> sky, and I was like, what the... F- I, I need to get undercover and hide. <laughs> it was terrifying. Very, very good though. Last week we talked a little bit about this and it kind of sparked a few memories for me about it that I'd forgotten about. Uh, I'm talking about The Haunting in Connecticut as it has come to be known. There was a movie about it a few years ago and when I went to see it in the cinema it was very scary to me at the time. Uh, have you seen The Haunting in Connecticut? No, no. You don't really do horror movies, do you? No, no. This not until is, recently. Not until recently. We're getting into them. <laughs> Doing the classics. Haunting in Connecticut is very good. Uh, it was kind of like one of the... It was before like the whole uh, Insidious and all okay. of those kind of movies. I think it was kind of the precursor for them. Cool. I'll put it on my list. So, The Haunting in Connecticut is actually a relatively sad ghost story. The family that it all happened to were the Snedeker family. Very strange name. I've never heard it before. Snedeker. America's full of strange names. <laughs> That's most of our viewer base, man. You can't I, make fun of them. I'm not making fun. I say it with all of the love I okay. can afford. Uh, Carmen and Al and their three kids. That was the family, the Seneca family. Uh, in 1986, their oldest kid, Matt, uh, was brought to the hospital because he had a lump on his neck and it turned out to be Hodgkin's lympho- lymphoma, mm. which I think is a type of cancer. And he was only given six months to live oh. and he had to go through um, radiation treatment. So Matt had to travel pretty far to get the treatment, and it was pretty tough on him. So he lived in New York with his family, and they were traveling to Connecticut for the treatment. And traveling was such a long way, it can have a pretty negative toll on your health when you're doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So his parents decided to rent a house closer to the treatment center in Southington, Connecticut. And this is kind of where the story starts to kick off. So it's a, it's a already this family are under a lot of pressure and stress. Because this imagine, is like yeah, a yeah. horrifying thing to happen. I think this kid was only 13, 14 probably one the of the worst things that can happen to a family, that yeah. sort of situation. Exactly, yeah, yeah. They were driving around looking for somewhere to rent where they came across a massive house, far bigger than their own. At first, they assumed it would be too expensive to rent. But once they inquired, they actually found that it was being rented at a very reasonable price. So they decided to rent it out, you know, thinking they got a bargain on this palace. Mm-hmm. So they hauled the kids up and all their stuff up to the house. And at first, the kids loved it. It was like it was like a castle to them. It was huge and it was old. It had so many spaces and they could go exploring all the little nooks and crannies and weird things. Yeah. Weird things this house had. I think every kid kind of loves doing that. Oh, absolutely. I remember yeah. back, like, my grandparents used to have, like, a bit of a big house. And yeah. It was just full of just oddities. Just like. just weird things. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> While Matt was receiving his treatment, his dad was also still working at his old job back in New York. So it was a good distance away from the family. And they only saw him on weekends. So he'd come back on, like, a Friday and then he'd be gone by 
Sunday night kind of or Monday morning. So to help with looking after the kids, their cousin Tammy came to stay with them at the house. So she kind of stayed there to live in residence and helped the mom out with the kids. The first thing the kids noticed was weird about the house was the basement. So all along the edges of one of the rooms was a counter like a metal counter that ran all along the inside of the room. And in another room in the basement, there was like this spinning table slash chair thing. Okay. Kind of like you'd see in like a dentist's office kind of thing, but it was completely metal. They'd never seen it before or anything like it before. And there was a drain in the center of the room, in the middle of the floor. So it didn't take the Snydecker family long to figure out that the home clearly used to be a funeral home. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking when I heard the, the, the table around the outside, I was like, Sounds like a morgue. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. (laughs) The drain was used during the embalming process Mm. to drain the blood from the bodies. And there was even like a coffin lift with the chains and everything still (laughs) in the room. By the time they realized it, it was too late and they had to... Sorry, by the time they realized it, it was too late for them to move out. They would lose their deposit in the first month's rent and they couldn't really afford to do that. So they decided to just stay in the house. And naturally, the two boys decided that the basement was going to be their room. (laughs) (laughs) That perfect sense. Yeah, right? (laughs) But isn't that the most horrifying thing? I mean, like, people have such an awful idea of morgues and death and all this. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, really. But having it as your bedroom is just horrifying (sighs) to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't have a problem with morgues. Yeah, yeah, me neither. But but I... <laughs> I wouldn't be sleeping in a room that's like dealt with. Like maybe if it was thousands. a dare. <laughs> but just picking it as your room when you have this massive house is—it's such a young boy thing to do. Like, oh, yeah, hey, where, where do you want to sleep? Is there, like, sleeping on the metal I want to gurney. sleep in the morgue. <laughs> it has a it has a, sh- a sh- it has a shore in the middle of the room. That's why I want to sleep there. Why? It just has a shore. Or, you know that that's, that's such like. Young Classic. boy thought process. Wee laddie and like, yeah. you know. <laughs> one of the first strange things that happened in the house, one of the first paranormal things anyway, because the morgue is already strange enough, was when Carmen, this is the mom, decided to mop the floor in the kitchen. She said it was like a marble floor and it was really, really pretty floor. Mm. So she drained the mop and then she began to clean the floor. The water turned red and thick and began to smell rotten. She was kind of like weirded out by this, like, <laughs> how, how does that happen? Understandable. Yeah, there was a carpenter who was doing a little work in the house while they were still moving in, and Carmen decided to call the carpenter over and show her what was happening with the mop, right? And the carpenter just looked at it, turned around and walked out of the house and never (laughs) came back again. Like, she was just never seen again. (laughs) Can you blame her? Like, No, I like to think, like, I'm imagining him saying utterly nothing. Just, just It was a female carpenter. She she literally just just turned around and just... (laughs) Not even like, I'll be seeing you now, just like, hmm... And then Not even leaving. like a nope or a peace or anything. She just turned around and left without saying a word. I, I, th- I think my initial thought would be, oh, there's probably a chemical on the floor. But then once you start yeah. smelling rot, you're like, what? Yeah, chemicals don't really smell like rot. <laughs> rot is kind of rot. Normally. Rot kind of smells like rot. <laughs> yeah, when they first moved into the house, the majority of the hauntings happened to the kids. So there were a number of ghosts that they started spotting in the house, and this is pretty much straight away. Mostly in the morgue, I will point out. One of the ghosts was actually sighted by their cousin Tammy as well. So she was, I think, 16 at the time. She was only a little bit older than um, okay. than Matt was, but she was just a bit older, that she was a bit more mature. She could look after the kids on her own. And he was sick as well, so he couldn't look after them. And she and the boys were walking into the basement when they saw a man in a grey jacket standing near the bottom of the stairs looking back up at them. And they kind of like stopped and were like looking at him like, what the fuck? 
Like, why is this man in the basement? Mm. He took a few steps forward, and as he was walking forward, he kind of got more and more translucent. Oh. He got more and more translucent and disappeared before he reached the bottom of the stairs, which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, hey, what's going on down here? Is it a man? Is someone broken dress? Oh, no, it's a ghost. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> which one's worse? Which would you, yeah. Which yeah. would you prefer? I'd rather see a ghost. I think so, yeah. I kind of want to see a ghost. As yeah. Well, like. But like, I feel like there's less cases of ghosts killing people, too. Yeah. That we know of. <laughs> I don't know how you prove a ghost has killed someone. But, uh, yeah, I think a man in the basement is definitely more likely to kill you than a ghost. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't trust men. <laughs> I just mean anybody, really. Like, if there was a dog down there, I wouldn't trust it. I trust the dog. Not all dogs, though. Yeah. You trust all dogs. Wholeheartedly. Without question, like... Unless he was, like, making making moves. But dogs don't... Sometimes they don't look like they're making moves and then they can just attack you. That's why I always approach them with a fist. <laughs> so they won't bite my hand. And Same then rules I, with the aliens, yeah. I let them smell. No, right. not, no not a fist for punching. Oh, sorry, sorry. A, a fist for the smell. And right. then, then they get a roll. Yeah. Same rules for the aliens, Same then, yeah. Same rules for the <laughs> let aliens, Let them sniff yeah. your fist and then pet them. Yeah. Another ghost that was seen by the kids was a young boy in Superman pajamas. So he's only, like, a six-year-old kid mm. who was running around in the basement uh he would run along the metal table that lined the room like can you imagine the sound that would make this yeah. kid running around <laughs> like in his superman pajamas <laughs> that's the scariest ghost like to me <laughs> but apparently he actually did speak to the kids mm. and um he would borrow their toys so he would he would pick something up like a teddy or whatever and he'd be like i'm gonna bring this back and then he would disappear with it for a couple of oh, days. And it would just ghost away with him? Yeah, he'd, just, he'd spirit the toys away. What? And then a couple of days later, they would like find him. Sometimes there'd be things missing off the toys. Like There was one toy who... I think it was holding... like It was a teddy that was holding mm. a banana. And like the banana would be gone. Yeah. But like the teddy would be there. Just really weird little things like that. Yeah, as harmless as it sounds, I still wouldn't be a big fan of... Imagine if you were asleep. Like, fast asleep. And then suddenly, mm. just like, someone's running on the metal. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> Shadow figures were also sighted in the basement. And orbs around the house. Uh, apparently, the orbs didn't emit any light, though. You know, like a normal orb that you picture is like a mm. bright light. It kind of looks like a lens it's flare. Kind of like, it's kind of like a, a light first and foremost. Yeah, You kind of mostly. say it's an orb for want of a better word. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, the kids described it as almost like cigarette smoke that was almost perfectly oh. circle. So it would kind of like form a circle mm. with the smoke or whatever. Um, which is weird because I've never heard that yeah. before. Uh, it would make sense if it was a crematorium, but it's not mm. that I'm aware of. <laughs> so with all of that going on, the kids all began to sleep with their lights on at nighttime. Which caused the electricity bill to skyrocket, oh, and their dad was not happy about this. So at this point, the parents didn't really believe what was going on with the kids. Like, the, mm -hmm. I can't imagine the stress these parents were under trying to look after their family. Yeah. Like, after moving house, their son is sick. Like, I get it. I get that they were stressed, and they just didn't want to feed into these kids. They didn't want to admit, like, there was something wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, Not another thing, like you know. yeah, exactly. Their dad Al decided to take the light bulbs out of their rooms to stop them from being on all night. Like that was his solution. I have a feeling that's like a real dad move. It is such a dad move, man. <laughs> it's like you know, you, you touch you touch the thermostat. Yeah, just to see the degree. <laughs> it, or like taking the door off the wall, you know. That's yeah, or taking the the handle off the door, like yeah. taking the lock out. Yeah. Yeah, take out the light bulbs. Take the light bulbs. All the light bulbs. <laughs> so one night, Bradley, the youngest son, woke up to his sister standing in the doorway, turning the lights on and off. She was just flicking the light switch, like, Ch -ch 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 -ch. 
And he told her to stop, and he was like, get out of my room. And she just wouldn't leave, so eventually he got out of his bed and chased her up the stairs. And she ran into the living room, and he followed her. And when he got into the living room, his parents were there. And they told him to stop running around, that he was supposed to be in bed. And he asked them where his sister was, that she was messing with the lights in his room. And they said that she was upstairs asleep, which they went up and checked, and she was still asleep. And how could she be messing with the lights when there's no light bulbs in there? I, not about that. <laughs> it's, there's something really weird about when a ghost or whatever copies somebody. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. No. And I've heard it happen a few times to people on like paranormal investigations where they'd be like, Oh, I saw such and such a person go into a room. And then I turned around and they were outside it's having like a cigarette the, or something. The gang, like, you yeah. Know? I don't like that. And it's very strange. And like, it happens a lot more than you'd think. It's but, like um, a thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's like... I, I don't know, I can't explain it. I'm not a... <laughs> I'm not even going to try to explain it. I don't no. know why that's happening. But it's terrifying. And it's like, it could get so tricky so quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was mimicking the lights turning on. I feel like the ghost was nearly mocking them. Like, haha, look, I can turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be that. What it is reminding me, and it's because I had really vivid dreams as a kid. That sort of waking dream situation. Oh, and that right. would explain the lights as well. It, like, the lights don't work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and that's not me going and being an naysayer, but that's just what it's reminding me of. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. It Especially could, with, could like, you know, the too. intense sort of, like, angst that he was having or, like, the alarm, like, running around because that, you know, you would be running around Like, running up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, I, I used to sleep upstairs and I used to always end up in the downstairs bathroom. <laughs> what were you doing in the bathroom? I was washing my hands Why? and my face to try to wake up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which you're not really meant to do, but... Were you not awake if you made it down to the bathroom? No. Hmm. But yeah, guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, you can help it out. We have the Patreon up and running, so that's a thing that you can support, and it directly helps us. You gain access to the Discord, where you, we are always chatting and posting other spooky stuff and spooky stories and suggestions. That's at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. You can also help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. Uh, it doesn't take very long to do and it goes a long way. You can also follow us on Spotify. That helps us out. And it makes your life easier too. We are also on Twitter where you can follow us to stay up to date and see all the other spooky stuff that we post sometimes. That's at ParanormalHL. So this is where things start to get very, very spooky. Because it happened already. Very spooky indeed. I was just thinking, do you think that's why... We don't really have basements in Ireland. What, because ghosts? Yeah. I mean, like, I, the place is practically a burial ground to begin with. Yeah. I mean, nobody's died in that morgue, so... Mm. Well, not that I know of, but people don't generally die in the morgue, I feel. But um, I'll get to that in a bit, because that okay. is interesting. But on the basement thing, I used to work in a building in an older part of a town in Ireland that had mm. a basement. It was actually like a four-story building, but there was a basement in there. And the stock room was down in the basement. Mm -hmm. uh, very little stock was actually kept down there because nobody liked going down into the basement. We kept it on the second floor. Yeah. But one girl was going in there one day and she could hear a man whistling in the basement. And then we, she left, I think, the business and another person was hired and didn't know anything about this and also said that she heard whistling in the oh. basement. It's the same building that I have a video of the doors opening at 3 a.m. <laughs> for no reason. The very front doors of the building opened. Wow. There's a latch on the door that needs to be locked, and it's it's terrifying. But yeah, basements <laughs> are... Something spooky about basements, spooky man. Spooky basements. <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt, Matt was still very, very sick at this stage as well. 
and he began to act out. So he actually started fighting with his brothers and he was having a lot of paranormal experiences. There was one particular ghost that he would see often that he described as having hair down to its waist. A man with like long hair down to his waist, mm -hmm. which is really long. And he would hear his name called constantly. Even other people would hear his name being called down in the basement. And because he was having fights and he was getting very physical and aggressive, eventually his mother actually sent him away to a mental institute. This was obviously very, very hard in the family. And when his mom was there with him, like they had him in a straitjacket and everything in a padded room. Like it was pretty, pretty extreme. When she was leaving him in the mental institute, uh, he said, now they'll come for you. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty damn terrifying. So up until now, most of the activity is in the basement. A few things happen in the house, but mostly in the basement. There were two crucifixes on either side of the door leading into the basement that were that had clearly been there a while. They were kind of like, they were there so long that they had gone a funny color and the wall mm -hmm. behind them was like even a different color. So right, when they yeah, were yeah, gone, yeah. you could clearly see that something was missing from that spot. Well, they both disappeared and I was watching a video with their mother explaining this story and I got to show you to, this to you because... Okay. So this is Carmen, the mom, talking about this incident. There were crucifixes on both sides of the door jamb that had been there for many, many years. They were discolored and you could tell that they'd been there for many years. They started disappearing one at a time. Most of the activity stayed in the morgue until those crucifixes disappeared. And as they disappeared... As they... <laughs> scared the crap out of me. The crucifix <laughs> fell off the wall. How can that possibly have just happened like that? Are you okay, Carmen? I'm fine. Did it hit you? No, it just scared the crap out of me. Something is really cold in this room. I want to get out of this room right now. Okay. What? <laughs> it's from the documentary. It's on It's on YouTube if anybody really wants to take a look at it. Um, it's actually the family talking about what happened to them. And it's really, really interesting. There's a lot spooky in that video. And not yes. just like the yeah. font choice of papyrus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it also says here, during the course of Carmen's interview, the camera crew started to hear and feel bizarre changes in the room. So while she was filming, talking about this crucifix yeah. that had kept falling, <laughs> the crucifix in the wall that they were recording, like you can't even see it, it's out of shot. The crucifix is on the wall that's out of shot in the room that they're filming in, falls off the wall. I presume if a crucifix has fallen off the wall, you put it up a bit better the next time, you know, so it doesn't fall off again. I don't think it's the same crucifix that went missing, but like... Oh. It was just a crucifix that's on the wall. I don't like that. It's so weird. So weird to me. <laughs> like, what are the chances that it just falls like that? So after the crucifixes went missing, that's when things kind of went wild in the house. Uh, the youngest brother was experiencing a man standing at the end of his bed every single night now. Oh. And his face apparently was split in two. So he kind of like had a split in his face. Mm. Like, uh, like a violent split or just... Um, I don't know. I think what he described is that one side of the face was shinier than the other side. Oh. I don't know if it was like a burn or something, but um, something like that. It was like one side was like shiny. Yeah, his face was split in two and sometimes he would float around the room. So he'd be watching him and he'd like hover or whatever. Yeah, like just that. terrifying. Uh, their mom was now experiencing things. So for the first time ever, she's actually seeing figures in the house, like shadow people. Um, they were being slapped, punched and beaten. And sometimes like... But like, by like something that they couldn't see, like they couldn't see anything and suddenly they just get a slap or whatever. Oh God. 
At one stage, the mom was in the shower, and the shower curtain, like, suctioned clothes on her. Like, she couldn't breathe, she couldn't oh. move because of this. I mean, I've had the shower curtain, like, cling to me once or twice, but only because I, you know, brushed up against Yeah, that's yeah. how shower curtains were. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, but the water like tension. trying to kill me. Yeah, but this, like, suctioned to her face. And this didn't just happen to her, either. It happened to their dad, as well. And he was the person who just d- denied all of this. Their cousin, Tammy, told Carmen that she was being beaten. And she came into her one night and she had a massive red handprint on her back. Like, huge red handprint. So that's when Carmen called our good old pal, the Catholic Church. Hey. <laughs> Round of applause. I wish we had a soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Seinfeld intro music. You know, like, <laughs> he walks into the room. <laughs> uh, like, the, the cheers. Like, hey. He walks into the door. <laughs> the church told her to say the rosary that night and then to call them again in the morning. The rosary beads go in like a fan belt. Yeah, pretty much. So her and Tammy actually began to say the rosary together. And Tammy had like her beads around her neck at all times. Mm -hmm. And the beads lifted up off of her chest into the air and then it snapped into bits. So the beads just went everywhere. Like something had grabbed the cross on the end and just lifted it up and then pulled it until it broke. It's very much a fuck you and your rosaries. It is a bit, yeah. They've adapted and be stronger. But things had gotten so bad that the family were all sleeping in the sitting room together now, with the lights on all night long. But you know, you know, as the saying goes, when there's something strange in your neighborhood, who do you think they called? The priest. <laughs> no, they already called a priest. The Come ghostbuster. On. You got this. You got this. The ghostbuster. Think about it. Really think about it. Who would they call? A rabbi. Why are they calling a rabbi? They're not Jewish. I suppose just. I don't know. <laughs> The priest didn't work. It's the Warrens. The Warrens, yes. The Warrens. I'm sure our lovely listeners got guessed it. <laughs> but the famous Warrens were brought in, so... I know that the Warrens are kind of controversial in the paranormal world, but there's something about them that just kind of soothes me. <laughs> I like It's probably because of their portrayal in the movies, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know when you're having a bad time at a party and then your parents show up and you're kind of like, yeah. that sigh of relief, like, ah... Oh. That's yeah. what it's like for me with the Warrens. <laughs> Even though like they've had such like bad things said about them. Whenever yeah. I hear about them in a story, I'm like, ah, oh, it's like a like a multiverse crossover. It's like, oh, I, I, I know this. <laughs> yeah, I know them. <laughs> yeah, but this family had like no time to breathe. Uh, as soon as the Warrens were brought into this case, it got massive media attention, like national and even international coverage. So their problems seem to only get worse after this. Yeah, their problems only seem to worsen. Their neighbors were mad. Uh, the kids lost all their friends in school. Like, they were kind of labeled the nut job family after the, this, which isn't fair at all. I mean, even if nothing paranormal was going on here, and this family were just really making it up, like, their kid was given six months to live yeah. and was institutionalized. You kind of have to go a bit crazy when something like that happens. So, like, people weren't nice to them at all or didn't give them any chance. They just immediately were labeled nut jobs, and the kids had no friends after that. That's something like you see in a movie sometimes, and you're like, ah, that's a, that's a bit like that's too mean now to be real. Yeah, no. Nope. Here we are. <laughs> so the Warrens got in contact with the Catholic Church, and they organized an exorcism of the house. So the story goes that two priests attempted an exorcism, uh, but they got too scared and ran away. <laughs> So they got some more people in to do the exorcism, and the Warrens were there as well with them. So there were three exorcists and a really strong man, according to Carmen. Okay. <laughs> he just brought in this like extremely strong man. I don't know what he's gonna do. Is he gonna hold a ghost down? <laughs> like, like strong in spirit, or like strong in like 
he's just he's a buff, buff dude <laughs> i'm picturing like you know the classic this is what we need in our paranormal it's, investigation is just a really buff dude to follow us around <laughs> strong man like he's wearing a line pelt and what do they do if the ghost gets inside the strong man <laughs> yeah good luck they're funked like <laughs> no way like there's no way ed warren's taking this guy down like, you're gonna need some like some knockout darts or something apparently the home violently shook during the exorcism and Ed Warren even got some extreme chest pains while he was doing it. I think Ed actually ended up dying of a heart attack, so it's a bit strange. But it was a really, really violent exorcism. The kids weren't allowed in the house or anything at the time. Um, there was a statue of Mary that was brought in during the exorcism. There was a few things, but the statue of Mary, when the exorcism was over, the hands had been broken off of it. But eventually the house was cleared of any ghosts or demons, and Matt, you will ha be happy to know, made a full recovery from his cancer. Oh. And he's living a happy life now, and he has four kids. So Good match. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's always nice to hear that, Story even though I've heard it before. A happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a new family actually moved into the house in 1998, and they haven't experienced anything paranormal in the house at all. One of the reasons why people think that it's haunted, even though it was a morgue, but one of the theories is that the, the morticians that worked in the morgue were actually necrophiliacs and that's why the souls are kind of like trapped mm -hmm. there that they they were defiled they were defiled and they kind of never really got any rest there which is horrifying they covered it a little bit in the movies that they like mutilated the bodies uh, none of this is confirmed by mm -hmm. the way uh, there's one woman who said that she would work sometimes with the morticians where she'd come over and help them move bodies and stuff and she said that they were fine but any of the psychics or anything that go to the building or even Matt when he said that he was was being spoken to by the ghosts and that they were like defiled. Make of that what you will I don't really see much in it uh, I think it's just a nice little narrative <laughs> to yeah. be honest myself yeah what do you think? What do you do what do you think of the story? Do you think it's true? Well, I liked how it kind of spread from just being the, the kids and then it's like, all oh, right, the kids and, and the cousin. Oh, she's 16. She could be in on it, you know. Yeah. Or yeah. she could be coming up with stuff, frightening the kids, you know, as you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it moves on upstairs, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It gets worse and worse. Uh, one of the things that they described upstairs was like, you'd feel it come, like you'd feel like a bad energy in the room, mm -hmm. but it was like somebody's face would be right in front of your face, like mocking you nearly. Oh, I don't like that. And they would, they would kind of just sense that in the room, which is, yeah, I don't like that either. But like, even when we were doing our paranormal investigation and we were in the dark, it always kind of felt like there was somebody like... It did. I, I don't know if I, it's just because we were in the dark. I but. did feel, think I, I did feel like there was someone like up behind right. me almost at one oh, point. Oh, right behind you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, also, yeah, in front of you the whole time, you're kind of almost having these thoughts of like, that there could be someone in front of me right now and yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. And then that kind of bleeds into their, oh, it feels like there's someone there now. It feels like there's someone there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the cross falling off the wall? The cross though? falling off the wall, I can't explain. Happened in the video, <laughs> saw it in the video. It spooked me in the video. Your one got a fright. I yeah. got a fright only watching it. <laughs> um, Ghost has, uh, you know, a comedic timing down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, actually, because she was just talking about yeah. the crucifixes and then it fell off the wall as she was explaining it. So if it had happened at any other stage in the story, it would have been like, oh, that's kind of mm, weird. Yeah. But like right then, <laughs> Warrens, apparently the Warrens don't believe in ghosts. Okay. Everything that they encounter apparently is demon. Fair enough. Because they're very, very Catholic and I don't think Catholic religion believes in ghosts. I think they only believe in demons. Anything that's evil is kind of... Uh, because when you like yeah, in yeah. the Catholic religion, when you die, you go to heaven or you go to hell. Yeah, and your anything, heads off. Yeah, anything that's on earth is a demon that was created by Satan. Oh, fair enough. So they don't believe in like residual energy or stone tape theory or anything like that. They just believe it's a demon right. all the time. 
You see, for someone like me, that goes out the window immediately because, you know, oh, I don't believe in Satan. I don't yeah. believe in God. So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't go demons. Ghosts, maybe. I kind of, like, I like to think it could be, like, you know, remnants. Because uh, I can't picture a demon running around in Superman pajamas. No. <laughs> like, although, maybe. Superman pajamas. Are they pajamas with Superman on them? Or are I they, assume like, it was like does the, it look the like S. the S and, and, like, the undies? Over, I don't know. I don't know pants, enough about like, it. You know? I didn't I didn't inquire as to what the Superman pajamas looks like. Yeah. Mm. Why? Mm. It doesn't really matter, I suppose. <laughs> um, I think it's yeah, it's a bit cruel then as well to presume like, you know, demon is such a negatively weighted word. Yeah, and like, it you is. know, it's it's an evil thing. Like if it's a kid running around like and oh hey, can I borrow your toys? Like it's not being evil. I'd be I'd be having a uh, a disagreement with the Warren is there now myself. Um yeah, but a lot of people think the family made it up for money. Uh I don't even think they made any money from it at all. I think they had to leave the house and everything to get mm. away from the stigma. I think the family ended up moving to Tennessee at one stage just to get away from it all. You know, if especially if they're getting like a name in town and getting yeah. bullied in school, I don't think you'd continue with the story that's making yeah. making bad of you. Um, what do you think of the exorcism? It's or it's just like it's like in the pub when like you know half eleven comes around and they start flicking the lights. <laughs> All right, <laughs> drink up there now. Have you no homes to go to? Oh my know? god, that is so funny. That's that is my is. new favorite way to exercise. A ghost walk into a room, start flicking the light, and be like, "All right, lads, <laughs> <laughs> time's up now. Off you go. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Close the bar. <laughs> start turning the stools upside down. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Every there, trying to drink the point as slow as they can. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's all we have time for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the story of the haunting in Connecticut and have a pleasant rest of your week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.